Welcome back to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. Every week we dive into juicy topics for women navigating the business arena, leadership, and their personal self-development. We reframe business and life with a more feminine lens to help women find more fulfillment, freedom, and success. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Laura Shuk-Guzman. Today, since we are approaching the new year, we thought we would dive into a little bit of the topic around how do we plan the new year, right? How do we envision what we really want to create in the new year and how do we charge it? How do we energetically charge it so that we actually manifest what we want. I think this is a really important topic and I want to reframe it from what a lot of people do, which is create New Year's resolutions, never fulfill it, never fulfill their goals. How can we sort of stay on track and keep it charged? What do you think, Laura? Yeah, I really like that we're um, reframing this conversation kind of away from the New Year's uh, resolutions because I feel like a lot of people in my circle of friends have just given up on that whole, like they just get frustrated by the whole New Year resolutions because it's like setting themselves up with some sort of goal and then feeling like disappointed if they can't see those, you know, come to pass. And I think there's a we're missing the whole point because there's so much energy that can come with the new year. And it is about like charging it, bringing intention, being mindful. So we can really play with that energy in a different way than just like setting these lofty, somewhat out of reach goals. And then we just (laughs) self-criticize after the new year comes and we're not doing what we said we were going to do. Yes. And I think, you know, obviously there's a couple components, right? Like how do we set the energy? How do we set the intentions? How do we keep on track with the intentions? How do we allow and permit ourselves to also not keep it perfect, to definitely struggle, even to pivot, even to change our goals as we move through the year? I think there's a lot of really interesting and deep you know, questions around this topic, I think today would be really good to focus on how we create them. Like how do we put attention on what we want to create next year? How do we decide what that looks like? How do we embody it and charge it? And then maybe next year we can do one more on how do we stay on track? Yeah. Okay. I love this. And I'm so happy that you said embody this and charge this. I was just thinking um, and having a conversation with a client about the difference between thinking something like setting that mental intention around something or even attracting like through, you know, I'm, I'm imagining or envisioning something and coming from this mental space that can be effective, but I feel like it's not as effective as when you feel into the essence and you really embody the sensations, the experience of what you're wanting to bring forward. There is like a bright radiating light around that when you um, have an essence, you're connected, like your core vibration, things, the world, the universe, whatever your word is for that, like things that are moving out in the world takes note of when it feels your vibration around something. It's much stronger than when you just feel a mental vibration, like a thought is powerful, but a embodiment, like a physical sensation is even that much more powerful. 
Yes, 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 yes. And this is a topic I talk about a lot in the Women in the Arena programs. And I think because obviously when you're working through a coaching program, you're setting goals, you're looking at how to stay on track to those goals. And a lot of people, when they come in, they set their goals and they're completely disembodied, right? They're in their head, their concept, and they haven't yet really felt it or tried it on or embodied it. And we've got a really another really great podcast episode called Embodied Your Bigger Vision, which is like a little bit of a different perspective on this. But I think when we're moving into the new year and we're looking at our goals, you know, sometimes we're, it's, I don't know, we've got concepts, right? And that happens a lot when we're looking at business because we're thinking of money, right? I want to make this much money. I want to make 100K. I want to make a million dollars. Like I hear these things literally every day on sales calls with clients. And I always ask deeper questions. Why? What is it about a million dollars? Like, you know, because that's the answer a lot of people give me. I want to make a million dollars. I'm like, okay, cool. Why do you want to make a million dollars? And when we drill down, it's really interesting because they recognize that actually it's not about the money. And so all this time, if they'd gone after that money goal, it doesn't have a feeling to it. It doesn't have any kind of embodiment to it. But what they get down to is I just want to feel really fulfilled and I want to feel free. I'm like, okay, the freedom, that has a sensation to it. And if they can continue to follow that freedom into the new year, that's going to get them much farther along. Mm, that is, yes, that's exactly. And I can feel it as you're even describing that, you know, it, it just has such a more powerful pull and yeah, like there's a weight to it. Like when we really embody, and I know for some people listening, you might be like, what the heck? Like, how am I supposed to, I'm already trying to have mindful thoughts and trying to have positive <laughs> thinking. And now I've got to freaking move this into my body. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but the reality is, is the body is actually the simpler way yeah. to, to be. We just aren't practiced in that. We haven't received a lot of guidance and how to embody things. But simply put, you know, like one of the things when you're like one of the things people complain about a lot when they want to learn to meditate is they can't get their thoughts to stop. And they're like constantly their mind is running and running and running. And, you know, what you have to learn to do is like just kind of let the thoughts be running energy, like just running water, like just watch them, just like let them turn into energy and just swift away. And you come into where are you feeling on, you know, what do you notice on the cushion? Like where are your feet on the ground? Like what are you holding in your hand? What do you hear? You know, and as you come into your felt experience, into your sensations, it's actually easier to sit with yourself. The mind is distractible. The mind is challenging, but we're just so used to thinking that that is the place to lead from. I think that we're very intimidated when somebody says, embody that, you know? So I want to just like flip that paradigm for people for a little bit to understand that, yes, if there is disconnection, if there's trauma in the body, I understand like you are going to be intimidated by being in the body, but there's so many ways that you can start by just feeling, you know, like having a light, um, silk cushion that you hold in your lap and you just notice the sensation of feeling, you know, a sensation that's soft and nice. It doesn't have to be that you go in, you know, to every aspect of your, your felt body. But yeah, just, I, I'm kind of going on a tangent a little bit with that, but I just want, I want people to realize like, it's not actually as hard as you would think. It's just the new thing. It's the unexperienced, I think, path for many of us. Yeah. 
And I think, you know, what this is tied to, I mean, I think a lot of people get excited about planning and charging and deciding what their new year is, but they don't always realize that what it has to be tied to is some evaluation, right? Some exploration inside the self. Like we need to be asking deeper questions of ourselves. Why do we want that? What does that actually mean to us? What does that feel like? If I tried that on, what does it feel like? And one of the other interesting questions I would really encourage everyone to ask when you're exploring what you want is, is it a a feeling of going towards something or running away from something? Is the feeling that? Because there's a difference between desiring something that you want to create and running or resisting something that you don't want to experience. And the energy to that is different. So for instance, if you're feeling I'm resisting this, and so, you know, hey, I want a million dollars because I'm resisting the lack of security, right? That resisting feeling is actually what's in your body. And guess what? You're going to create more lack instead of more security. And so we want to be able to just witness and be more aware of what sensations are already in our body and are we actually moving towards something that feels good and I have that energetic sense in my body or am I actually just pushing something away in which case I'm still attached to it. I'm still bringing that charge in. Mm, yes, yes. This is so important. And people, I, I think we don't think you can actually do that. You can try something on. And that's something I heard you use that terminology in your coaching, you know, years ago. And I so appreciated that from that perspective of when you're curious and you're exploring a new idea, like really let yourself go down that vision and feel it, you know, if you were to be there, what would that feel like? What kind of impact would it have on you? Because this is also something we've talked about in other podcasts, but it's a way that we differentiate between what is truly ours. Like what is it that we feel and what are the thoughts and the beliefs and the patterns that we might still be carrying around, you know, from years of being told by other people, like, this is what success is. This is what you need to do. Oh, yeah, your business in 2020, you should totally be doing, you know, fill in the blank. That is somebody else's thought. That is somebody else's agenda. And no one can fill that blank in but you, you know. That's right. And that's right. It's so interesting because I think really when you get down to it, well, at least a lot of women, they're not necessarily going for all of the goals they've set for themselves. Like it's not their goals, right? It's their partner's goals. It's the world's goals. It's what they're trying to achieve because they're trying to reach outside validation or they're trying to be considered valuable. It's all these outside goals, right? Instead of really tuning into ourselves and asking us, what do we really really deeply want and being really honest with what comes up there. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that being honest with ourselves, I think that's, that part's hard sometimes in being able to, that's when it's nice to have a notebook or like something next to us too, when we're doing that work and jot down whatever's coming up, like judgment free, you know, just give yourself permission to like feel all the things and then maybe bring that to a guide, a therapist, a coach, you know, it's okay to ask for this external support to kind of get clear, but first you got to feel into it. You got to feel into what is true for you. And then when you hit those rough spots, you know, taking that out and then other 
sometimes, yeah, other guides can just ask those clarifying questions that can kind of help do the the self-inquiry, guiding your self-inquiry a little bit more. And I do think this is the reason why I think this is an important topic. It's not just timely because we start to think about this kind of thing at the approach of the new year. But I also think it's it's actually really important to have a guide. I think, you know, I also have encountered a lot of people who are just resistant to make goals. And the reason is because they've created goals that are misaligned with who they are. Or they've created yeah. goals to, you know, reach that aren't really what their deepest desire is. It's to fulfill something. And then they don't make those goals because it's not really their desire. And our higher self always knows what our desire is. And so it's not really our desire. So instead of creating those, we feel like we're a failure and then we don't want to create goals at all. So I've seen this pattern a lot in the world and in working with all the many, many women I've worked with. But the thing is, is that having a goal, having a direction, having a compass, having a feeling that pulls us forward, it's actually really important because otherwise the world is so distracting. It's so all over the place. We will have a million different things pulling us unless we have something so strong and clear and resonating inside of us that keeps us aligned. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And, you know, I was thinking that as we, you know, as you start to imagine what you might want to feel in 2020, like bringing things into your office, like bringing like stones, bringing um, colors, bringing artwork, like sometimes we can use the physical space around us or physical things that, that embody an essence that we want, you know, and like bringing, when you talk about the word charge, it makes me think about, you know, how you charge the energy on a healing crystal or something, or you charge something with light, you know, like if you're any of your, you or your kids have the little glow in the dark sticks, you know, like how do you get them to glow more brightly is that you actually charge them with a light, you hold it to the light, and then it starts to absorb that so that when you turn off the lights, it's that much more brighter. And I feel like, you know, in the winter, in the darkness, like this is the time to think about how do you charge your light, your inner light. And if you feel kind of like, oh, I'm a little tired this time of year, bring things in that are supportive. If you're an outdoor gal or guy, like bring in like a little herb garden and put it on your desk, like bring in colors, bring in artwork, you know, different things that, that kind of are charging your spirit that make you feel connected to that energy that you want to bring forward in the new year. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, and I think, you know, all of this comes back down to charging, embodying, grounding ourselves in something that's more real. And it's really interesting because, I mean, I talk about embodiment and charging and, you know, this kind of way of being a lot in my practice. And it's really interesting when the women who are working with me get it, right? They finally, like this thing clicks into place at the difference between when they're embodied in their business and when they're not, or when they're embodied in their goals and when they're not. And it's such an interesting perspective 
at the shift and the change that that makes. Like when we're disembodied, when we're disconnected, it's like this thing outside of us that we're trying to make happen. And it takes a lot of effort and a lot of will and a lot of like uphill running if it ever manifests. Whereas when we're embodied in something, it's so much easier to come true. It's so much easier to come to us because there is an energy behind it and it's part of us. We're not pushing something up the hill. We are the hill. And I think that is a really huge difference in what we're talking about here is ensuring that you're really feeling into and embodying your goals for the new year because then they won't just be these crazy resolutions that you never fulfill. They'll be things that are constantly charging and bringing forth what you want to create. Absolutely. Yes. Gosh, this is so good. And, you know, I have to bring in because we do talk about lunar cycles and um, and how, you know, it's important the phases of the moon and lining that up. And so it, it's definitely interesting to note that on December 25th, there will be a very nice new moon energy to tap into to really plant seeds on the 25th in order to like, because that next full moon um, two weeks later when those um, intentions come more into fruition. That'll be in 2020. So I think it's a powerful new moon on the 25th if you're able to just take a minute. Yeah, I know it's a lot um, getting the kids down to bed and if you've got family over for the holidays, um, but take it five minutes even or so and just kind of jot down or get really clear and feeling into some intentions that you do want to set for 2020 because that's going to be a powerful time to kind of use the magic of the moon, you know, use that power to charge your intentions and remember, yes, that you're not alone. There are different types of support to keep coming and, you know, stepping behind the momentum that in bringing you that, that movement and that support in your intentions. Yeah, definitely. And I would say that, you know, one of the things we also, I feel like need to address or like bring to the surface, which we do talk about a lot, but still needs to be noted is that you've got to create these things from space. Sometimes we're trying to shove our holiday planning or our new year's planning into like these tiny windows. We're like, okay, I've got an hour, sit down and I'm going to plan. <laughs> Like there's the wrapping of gifts yeah. and there's the cooking and then there's the intention setting. <laughs> yes. Gonna, I'm going to fit that in today. So, and, and you know what I would encourage you all is to really take time out, like take some space, you know, do this planning when you have time off, when you have space to contemplate, to be with yourself. You have no one else pulling you. If you have to go take a day away, go take a day away. If you have to spend the night away, spend the night away. Like it really does make a huge difference. I mean, if you think about it, you're setting the foundation for your entire year. If you could look at, if I take some space and take the time to really set these intentions, I could create everything I want, or I can just bypass that little bit of time that I'm going to give myself and just not create what I want. Like, I mean, it's a no-brainer, right? I mean, if we can create what we want by spending a day or two of space, that makes a huge difference in our lives and in our results than if we just bypass it because we're too busy, we don't have time, we can't prioritize it. Like this is setting up your new year. And I think sometimes we don't really recognize it. Maybe we've never experienced that before. We've never really set a lot of time aside. We never allowed ourselves to feel into and really embody what we want to create. 
And so maybe we don't have the experience of how much more results we get. But I can tell you from my experience personally, from the many, many women I've been around, from the many women I've worked with, there is a huge difference in when you are embodied and you're really feeling your goals and you're aligned with it all, how fast things move, how much manifests versus the opposite when you're disengaged, when you're creating something that's not really what you want, how hard it is to make that work. Yes, yes. And that creating from space is something that you say often. And I, I so appreciate that reminder. And because there is a, there's just a different energy that comes when we create from space and we really set that, those boundaries for ourselves. And then when we're kind of creating, um, kind of creating from that scarcity and creating from, yeah, a place of lack. And, you know, for all of you out there that are thinking, oh, how am I going to get that space? You know, space is also a mindset. Yes. (laughs) Like you really can't, like ideally if you can get away from everyone and you can be in a separate house, separate space, that's great. But there's also ways that you can, I'm constantly reminding my clients that they don't have to completely, you know, get away and take a vacation away from the the kids and um, the partners in order to, to get some space themselves, like carving out, you know, just some bath, sacred bath time where it's like everyone, I am unavailable for a while, you know, or put your partner (laughs) on duty to be the guard, you know, don't let anybody through this door, but find spaces. Like even if it's an hour of time in your own home, but like create that space. And so it's, I just want to reiterate that. Like it's a mindset, you know, you can be in the same place as all your family and create spaciousness for yourself, create a place where you breathe and you pause and you get that moment. And even five minutes is so important. Like if it's just in the shower, if it's just because my clients tend to do like, well, I don't have time for that. So I'm not going to do even five, you know, I'm not going to do any of it. I'm going to, I'm going to wait until the kids have all left and I am an empty nester. And then I'm going to create from space. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's just like, no, 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 we got to do it. We got to do it. So yeah, I just wanted to reiterate that. And I just think that, you know, the word, um, the word charge is a really, really nice way of looking at it because it's an energetic word. It's a movement word. And we think that we're kind of passive, um, sometimes in, oh, I'll set this goal or I'll set this intention or I'll name this resolution. And then I'm just at like a passive bystander to like, see if that's going to come to, you know, we'll see if that happens. I'm just going to do it. And then, you know, I'll have these structures in place and we'll see what happens. But to really charge something with your energetic intention is very powerful. Yeah, I agree. And I love what you said. I mean, I think we have to start wherever we're at to create space. And and it, it kind of reminds me a little bit about, you know, neat, sort of dis- dissecting where creation comes from. Because what we really need space from is our mind, right? Our brain, yeah. our yes. thinking. And sometimes sometimes people think or feel that creating or envisioning or, you know, planning, that that all comes from the thinking and the mind. And it can, 
But what is more effective is when we bypass that thinking and we're in sort of what you might call a higher mind or that space where creativity and spontaneity comes, that, that connection to our intuition and to our wisdom. Like that is a much bigger space than our thinking mind. And so, you know, starting to discern or to explore the difference between those is really important because if you've never spent a lot of time in that creative mind, it's where your greatest desires are. It's where there is a connection to something magical. It's where we're able to create from to such a higher degree than from our mind or our small mind or our thinking mind. There's lots of different words for it. But I think that's a, an interesting concept to explore when we're talking about this because it makes a difference as to how we create and how quickly things manifest. Yes. Yeah. And I think this is, you know, coming up against like cultural um, definitions of things. And often when people hear the word of like, I need to get ready for, you know, the new year, set these intentions, it's like, I need my journal and I need the thinking mind and I need to plan and strategize and get these things done. And again, that's, it's a way of being in the world that can be helpful, but it's, you know, in my mind, it's what comes next. You know, the first thing that you do, like you were saying, is really step into, you know, what is often also called the flow states of, you know, just like this energetic way of being in yourself and your creating. And this is why artists and creative thinkers, like they don't come from that mental state when they begin their work. They come from this more, you know, felt place. And yeah, I think that's like a really good reminder that give yourself permission to spend time in a different way and, and don't undermine or dismiss the power of that. Because I know that um, I've even had conversations with friends that like, oh, like, let's get together before the new year and do our vision boarding, our intention setting, right? Let's do that. And they want to come from that mental space and they want to kind of talk about it and think about it and plan. And my recommendation is like, let's go somewhere where we can go to a float spa. Let's go somewhere where we can sit in candlelight. Like, let's go feel in meditate and do yoga. You know, it's like, let's just be in our bodies as much as possible because that's the place we have to be connected to in order for all those other things to flow. So it's it's not that those things are not helpful at some point, but I just feel like they're not the primary state. You know, that's they're right. the secondary state. Yes, that's such a good way to put it. I 100% agree. And, you know, if we're creating from that higher space or that first space, then, yeah, we do need our thinking mind after that to put in, you know, more structure to help us carry things along to, you know, create. We need some of the masculine as well. That's more the masculine. But we also, if the feminine's leading or that yin part of ourselves is accessing something bigger, we're more likely to create something in alignment with our ourselves. Um, And I think that's really powerful because the other thing is sort of in our thinking mind, we also have a lot of other stuff in there. So it's not just our ability to strategize and think logically. We also have a lot of beliefs. We have a lot of past interpretations. So, you know, something happened to us and we 
categorize that as failing and then that interpretation is in our mind. It's not in our higher mind. We can bypass that, but it's in that sort of critical thinking mind. And so it's really interesting as you start to navigate that. I mean, obviously this is a big topic and we're not, we're not going to cover it all today, but I think it's good just to mention because what we're trying to, I think, illustrate is just as you move into some of your planning for the new year that you really start to feel into and think about things from a different place, from a more open space, from a more feeling place, from a more embodied place, and you're far more likely to create what you really want. Yes, yes, yes. So good. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap up for today and we will see you all next week. Most business owners are putting effort into the wrong areas of their business. I've seen this time and time again working with women over the last 20 years. They're focused on marketing and lead generation, but they've skipped over building a solid business foundation. If you have a service business and feel like your business is stuck or stagnant, or you'd like some support and accountability to grow your business, you should check out my Women in the Arena coaching program. Together, we'll build you a solid business foundation, improve your sales, and create a business you actually love running. Head over to sonyastatman.com to find out more. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Women in the Business Arena. We'd love to welcome you into our community. Come join the Women in the Business Arena Facebook group. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you want to learn more about me and my work, you can find me at sonyastatman.com. See you next week.